blessed are those who ask the questions, brother. This is Mal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what is that from? <laughs> it's from it's from a different world when Dwayne breaks up Whitley's wedding. And then uh Shaza Zulu uh says, Blessed are those who ask the questions, brother. And it was just like the 35th anniversary, and like Kadeem Hardis and the Jasmine guy have been all over. So I've been saying that to myself like all week. <laughs> I like it. I can dig it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Cam. Hey, hey, welcome. <laughs> and, and this is Their Eyes Were Watching TV, a TV and film podcast. Today, we are talking about the Netflix film, Lou. So if you have not seen it yet and you care about spoilers, listen to the news, then hit pause, go watch it, and then come back for our discussion yeah boy (laughs) we're all over the place today (laughs) so starting with a little news this is i guess about a week or so old now uh but cheryl lee ralph won an emmy for best supporting actress in comedy for her role on abbott elementary (laughs) so yes is she Jamaican? I, I believe is she Jamaican? I, I know she's. I'm pretty sure she's from the Caribbean, but I did remember which uh, country. Mm. But yeah, very excited for her. She is an icon, a legend. She is the moment, um, <laughs> and this is long overdue. And mm-hmm. Jackie Harry tweeted a congratulations to her. She is the first woman, or I'm sorry, the first Black woman to win in this category since Jack A won in 1987 for playing Sandra on 227. Wow. Yeah, and Jackie also shared that originally the network wanted uh, Shirley Ralph to play Sandra. Oh. Yeah, so pretty cool full circle moment. Uh, probably shouldn't have taken 35 years for it to happen, but... <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> right, but still, yeah, really interesting fun fact. So uh, a little news out of Chekalisa, Mississippi. Ooh. Key Valley is rumored to be getting renewed for a third and fourth season. Yes. Though the show creator, Katori Hall, is allegedly unhappy because Stars isn't treating P-Valley as well as some of their other big shows, uh, especially like the Power franchise or Power Universe, whatever, um, even <laughs> though P-Valley has been a huge hit for the network. So um, uh, I believe there are negotiations right now, but that might be what's causing a delay in uh, having like an official announcement for renewal. Well, I wonder, this was part of my news, that 50 Cent is, like, choosing to not renew his deal with Power. Oh, wow. So, you know, he's going to be shopping around taking the Power universe and the BMF universe to, you know, probably some other streaming service. Um, I think they're still going to do kind of like the next seasons of all of his shows like they're still like in production currently with stars Mm -hmm. but after that they might be on a different network so this might be a good time for Katori to like negotiate you know she's about to be the top dog once all those are gone yeah they better try to keep her if they're losing all them power shows Mm -hmm. 
Well, yeah, I hope she gets everything she wants. Get your coin, sis. Get your coin. Mm-hmm. So our girl Kiki Palmer has announced that she is launching her own TV network called Key TV. <laughs> what? Okay. Expect <laughs> <laughs> that to be your reaction. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like we've got too many options, man. <laughs> like- but but I, I like what her goal is for this network. Did you, I tagged you in the video. Did you see it? No, I didn't. On Instagram. Okay. So Kiki posted a video on Instagram to announce it, which she starts out the video saying, hi, I'm Lauren Palmer and this is Kiki. Oh, I did. I started to watch that. I did not finish it. <laughs> I, I got, I, yes. After that part, I was like, I'll watch this later. I don't know. <laughs> It's like, you know, Bow Wow dropping the little, like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't think she's actually going to go by Lauren, but I was shocked because I just thought Kiki was short for, you know, some K name. I had no (laughs) idea her name was Lauren. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But anyways, so in this really cute Instagram video, she announces her new network. And I really like uh, this quote from it. She says, all it takes is one of us to unlock a door to unlock a million doors for each other. I'm so excited to introduce you guys to Key TV, where our stories matter and where we are represented as the keys to the culture. So okay. Like, yeah. Sounds like she's so, the, so it's not like a streaming service. It's like own. Like she's gonna like produce and have her own like shows and movies and things. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's gonna be like a TV channel or if it's going to be streaming but yeah like Mm -hmm. she's and she's going to be like the oprah of this channel okay okay good for her yeah Yeah, it sounds like she's going to give you know a lot of black and brown people chances to have their voices heard and have their work seen so i'm excited i like it you go ahead key twice go ahead stop i literally had had go ahead key twice written (laughs) (laughs) get out of my head (laughs) oh wow (laughs) which side note cam coined key twice for kiki on the show queen sugar so (laughs) so real housewives of salt lake city is starting back soon and there's already some pretty serious drama outside of jen shaw's legal issues have you heard about this I watched the first episode. Wait, is it back? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was starting like in a week or two. Nah, this week it started. Oh, damn, what night? Oh, I don't know, child. I, oh, it was in my DVR and I just watched it. So. Oh, man. Well, I guess I'm gonna watch it after we record because I know Beverly Hills is Wednesday. I hadn't heard about anything else outside of my Sunday night show. So, okay, good to know. Mm-hmm. But... Jen, or so in an episode of watch what happens live lisa barlow said though she did not know jen shaw's kids will she would be open to staying in touch with them if jen ended up going to prison and she's lisa said quote i don't really know jen's kids but i think they're doing great things which jen replied to on twitter saying uh, and tagging lisa and saying quote i don't want anyone looking after my kids that calls them the n-word yeah so apparently last month jen did a q a session on instagram and asked fans to guess which one of her castmates made a series of racist comments 
And she also alleged that this castmate said, quote, there are different kinds of Black people. For example, Black people from Compton are different from Black people from Salt Lake City. And Jen says, no, my husband is from Compton. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> like she just happened to pick Compton. And that's where <laughs> the man was from. Wow. Right, right. Ooh. And she also, at, at this point, this is an unnamed housewife. She's asking the uh, Instagram live viewers to guess. Oh but she also, claim, also claimed that this unnamed housewife has donated to Ted Cruz's presidential campaign four times. Mm. And that she also allegedly compared Jen to the Disney princess Moana. And Jen is, of course, part Tongan. So, and Moana is a Pacific Islander princess. So, thank you. Because I was like, is that offensive? I mean, <laughs> okay. Yeah, kind of be like, oh, like you're like, I don't know, Tiana from the Princess and the Frog. Just, yeah, like, like uh, just because you're black. You get what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, she said that this unnamed housewife also asked, or also said, your people have the coolest hair. Can I touch it? Ooh. And Jen claims that she's got receipts. So. Mm. Were the cameras rolling? Of course not. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, perhaps. And like, at first I was like, this is wild. But then I thought about, remember when Lisa like had that tan, that like total like meltdown? Mm-hmm. and she said like meredith who's supposed to be her best friend it slept with half of new york city and all that yeah. so i'm like mm, maybe she's also mormon i mean oh. or actually is she jewish she's jewish aren't her and meredith jewish no she's mormon meredith is jewish yeah i, think I mean i'm not right. saying all of them but they weren't letting us into heaven until recently you said heaven i thought they just weren't letting us into their congregations or whatever they're called congregations and heaven how they gonna tell us we can't get to heaven girl exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) how (laughs) that ain't the god i serve (laughs) okay not my jesus So the last thing I have is not film. It's music related, but you know, I love a history moment. So uh, Lizzo uh, had a concert (sighs) in DC a few days ago. And (laughs) why'd you make that noise? Because I'm like, why is this a big deal? (laughs) Well, so she played President James Madison's crystal flute from 1813 at her concert. And she also uh, played it at the uh, Library of Congress in their great hall, like earlier in the day before her concert. So this was really cool because uh, she was invited by the librarian of Congress, Carla Hayden, who is the first Black and first woman librarian of Congress. And so, yeah. So I think Carla, like, just, or I should probably say Miss Hayden, like, said, <laughs> like, I think, like, a tweet, and it was like, Lizzo, when you're in town, we would love for you to come see, I think, like, the Library of Congress has, like, the largest collection of, like, flutes in the world, or, wow. or, or sorry, of antique flutes, I believe, Okay, something like that, and so she just sent a tweet, and Lizzo was like, yes, absolutely, I will be there, so it was really cool, she got to, um, you know, view their collection of flutes and all that stuff, got to play there, and got to play um, the Crystal Flutes briefly at her concert. I thought this was awesome because James Madison, 
you know, was a slave owner. He is uh, one of the people who came up with the three-fifths compromise or maybe the main person who came up with it. Mm -hmm. So the fact that a Black woman was playing this, I'm sure he would be furious. So (laughs) I loved it. Of course, racists are really mad about it. And they're like, "It's, it's disrespectful. She was playing madison's flute while twerking on stage and (laughs) And so like whenever like i would see these comments on twitter people were replying to them like did you even know this flute existed before she played it did you know that the library of congress had a collection of flutes because i didn't and i'm sure you didn't but you just want to be mad about something exactly so what he's turning in his grave who cares (laughs) right good (laughs) (laughs) but the library of congress knew exactly what they were doing because this has been huge publicity for them because i didn't know about any of this stuff being at the library of congress and they also have a collection of like other antique instruments too and they apparently offer free concerts where i think often people play these like antique instruments like i saw someone mention maybe like yo yo ma had played one of like the antique cellos or whatnot so um, I was looking at like their concert schedule for the fall, like, and I, I think I really want to go. So yeah, they're you know, a good time. I've been to yeah. one before. There. Oh wow! It's nice. Okay, it's look nice. you being cultured. I guess I'm just you know, out the loop. My fiance, he he's the one that be knowing these things. Okay, come on, fiance. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, good for Library of Congress. Good for Lizzo. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to make it to one of them concerts. I'm excited now. Yeah, it's a good time, and you get to peruse the museum too. It's oh, or the library <laughs> museum. <laughs> I mean, it, it does feel like a museum, though. Yeah, it is. It's a library surrounded by a museum. Honestly, yeah, I'm ashamed because I know there's like multiple buildings. I've only been to one building I don't even think it was the main one but I just happened to be walking by and there were signs for um like an I Love Lucy exhibit Mm -hmm. I mean this was probably like god when I like first moved up here and I like just went in and it was really cool they had like a really interesting stuff and I'm a big fan of the show I Love Lucy so it was awesome but I literally have not been back since so yeah I gotta gotta fix that yeah, the main hall is beautiful. Like the architecture, like you could spend all day just looking at all the stuff on the walls and like oh. the detail. Oh man, that's magnificent. Oh yeah, that sounds right up your alley. I'm sure you're <laughs> <laughs> into the uh, the facades and the molding or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what do you have for news, Cam? Um, just a couple of things. I feel like. It has been a dark couple of weeks for celebrities in TV and film recently. Did you ever watch the show Sweetie Pie? Oh, welcome oh, to Sweetie Pies. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Welcome to Sweetie Pies. I get. Yeah. On OWN. Um, whew, it was barely on for nine seasons, which is pretty crazy. I, I never saw it, but that's a long run. Oh, you never watched it? no I never watched it it was really cute when it first started I really wanted to go to uh one of their restaurants well they are actually only down to one restaurant now they've closed a lot of them um because did you hear about uh her son James Timothy Norman was uh found guilty of a murder for hire plot that resulted in the death of his nephew Andre Montgomery Jr. 
both or yeah. all three people including you know the mother were featured on the show and apparently uh timothy he took out a life insurance policy mm-hmm. fraudulently on him and paid someone to take him out and then tried to cash in on it and it's like have you not watched any television in your life like they always go to the like beneficiary of a life insurance policy like right come on you're the first like suspect right and like someone being that young and having like a life insurance policy is already like sus (laughs) to begin with right and it's like you killed your nephew over four hundred and fifty thousand dollars that's all it was only four hundred fifty thousand only four hundred thousand. Wow. wow that's what his life was worth to you my god terrible oh my god it's yeah i i remember hearing like when he was murdered and then when um her son miss robbie's son became one of the suspects and it, i was really shocked because i watched like at least a couple seasons of that show because i was really excited she was you know a former Ike um backup singer for uh you know the Ike and Tina Turner review and uh yeah her son his wife I can't remember wife or girlfriend and they're like baby they would they were always on the show like he was like the general manager or something in the restaurant like Mm. and I yeah I just I can't imagine like you're on a tv show like your restaurant's obviously doing well that you're expanding into like other cities and states why did you feel that you needed this mm-hmm. exactly i mean i guess the business was failing you know if they're down to only one location or i don't know if that was happening before i like i feel like that was either you know because of this situation or maybe because of covid maybe a combination of the two but i don't think they would have been down to one location if it was uh you know if this hadn't have happened because mm. they don't i think it was in started in st louis and they had expanded like nashville and all these other places so no i i think this was because because this has been going on for a few years yeah i mean he was he died in 2016 so that was that long while. ago wow yeah so i think that's what caused them to lose business especially I'm sure after once Tim became a suspect. Mm-hmm. That's, oh man, like, that's so fucking sad. Yeah. <sighs> also, in depressing news, there's this Canadian actor named Ryan Grantham. He's known for being in the movie Diary of a Wimpy Kid and the show oh, Riverdale yeah. on the CW. Mm-hmm. He was sentenced to life in prison for pleading guilty to killing his mother in 2020. Apparently he like had, I guess, like a psychological break because he shot and killed his mom while she was playing the piano at their house. And he had like loaded up a car filled with, you know, a bunch of weaponry with directions to the prime minister of Canada's house and had these like, plans and yeah so he admitted to the police and like turned himself in and admitted to killing his mom but it's just it's just crazy that these people in the spotlight and limelight are just 
going going eight yeah that story was really crazy Mm, mm, mm. yeah um okay on to i guess i don't know if this might be sad news to some (laughs) but james earl jones is signing over his voice rights to the iconic voice of darth vader he no longer you know wants to be obligated and like i guess bound to the the character he is allowing this ai company to basically you know deep fake his voice (laughs) oh wow and be able to perpetuate it you know moving forward i mean the man's old i think he's in like his 80s or 90s yeah i mean i understand it's why he might be like oh it's time to (laughs) sign it it up yeah 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 so it also allows someone else to voice the character moving forward but they do plan to basically computerize his voice and or digitize his voice and use it for future movies and tv shows and you know all the games and whatnot okay yeah i guess if it's only for star wars then i guess that makes sense yeah i was trying to do some research on like what does that mean to like sign over your voice rights does that mean he isn't compensated anymore he like loses a copyright like what i need to ask some lawyer folks what that like really means oh yeah that's i mean i would have to assume his estate he probably like put something in the contract that like him or you know after he's no longer here like his estate would continue getting paid or something like that Mm. i doubt he would just be like here you can have it yeah i hope so i mean yeah yeah i doubt that very seriously i hope he's got good uh business folks around him giving him advice to not you know lose money on this yeah i'm sure um on to happier news for the the marvel universe fans uh deadpool 3 has a release date ah. it is 9 6 2024 <laughs> oh my god okay <laughs> <laughs> but much to everyone's excitement uh i guess the budget for deadpool has in fact been increased because wolverine is going to be in this film oh i did hear about that i saw a a paparazzi talk or paparazzo talking to hugh jackman yeah yes after hugh jackman said after logan i think in 2017 he did not want to play the character anymore he was done he wasn't going to reprise the role and surprise surprise to the fans he is gonna be in deadpool 3 yeah he must have missed uh playing wolverine (laughs) (laughs) well he said ryan reynolds like begged him basically (laughs) oh wow wow but that's uh, gonna be dope though yeah i'm i'm looking forward to seeing it i mean ryan reynolds is also getting a little up there in age so it's gonna be nice to see these like you know zaddies uh get their action figure on (laughs) oh oh yeah ryan reynolds is 45 that is one thing i like about marvel that they really just be having superheroes of like all ages not like that 
Uh, okay, that's all I have for news. So oh, that was quick. Yeah, not too much. A little light. Oh, oh no, sorry. Actually, I did forget this other thing. Um, also in sad and depressing news for the Drag Race Universe fans. Uh, yeah. Uh, we lost Sherry Valentine. She was on. I believe season one no season two of rupaul's drag race uk uh she was only 28 years old wow uh very super sweet on this show had like Mm. this very infectious laugh she was a mental health nurse Mm. and you know was just very passionate about self-care and mental health awareness and yeah it's just it's sad it's very sad yeah so young yeah oh man yeah i've not um been able to watch uh uk drag race but everything i've seen online is just about how sweet she was so very sorry to hear that very much that um oh yeah i also have more news sorry i'm now looking at my list and not much though not much can i say something before we move on sure also this is um i I guess again kind of music but you know coolio unfortunately passed away as well and um of course he had one of like the biggest uh songs from a soundtrack um gangster's paradise from uh dangerous minds and he also did the theme song for Keenan and Kale, which Cam, I saw you posted on our Instagram story, which was, I thought, really nice. But yeah, he was only 59. So that was really shocking and sad to see. Gone too soon, man. Yeah. Whew. Um, also in maybe depressing news for some, Trevor Noah is leaving The Daily Show. I saw that. He misses stand-up. He, after being in, you know, lockdown for two years and doing the show from his home for a year, he said, you know, he misses a crowd. He misses being out there. Um, Others are saying they think he wants to, like, go on tour with his rumored boo, Dua Lipa. (laughs) Yeah, that's the rumor I saw. (laughs) um that would be funny if he were like you know a tour groupie for her <laughs> right <laughs> oh, well, maybe maybe he opens for her does some stand-up <laughs> that would kind of be cool I feel like they used to do that back in the day have like comedians and musicians go on tour together but I've not seen the, or I don't know if I've ever seen it in my lifetime but I feel like I heard about it like back in the day. <laughs> yeah that's that's true that is true yeah. I do definitely like the like black hip-hop R&B circuit definitely had comedians yeah. mixed with like hip-hop and whatnot yeah. I don't know if that would be for Dua Lipa's crowd but <laughs> exactly <laughs> well I mean he does kind of have smart worldly humor so it should translate right yeah i don't know i feel like they would just probably want to see like another like pop girl open up and when i say pop girl i'm saying that in a unisex way like just some pop person (laughs) 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 
I thought you were going to talk about the Keenan, not Keenan, or yeah, Keenan and the <laughs> SNL. SNL. I completely <laughs> forgot, but you could you could go ahead and talk about it. I wow. Oh no, I I just saw that. What seems like Keenan is currently separated from his wife, and Keenan, you know, is is he still on SNL or did he leave yeah. finally? No, he's still on it. Still on SNL, but his castmate, the other black <laughs> character or <laughs> cast <Guy>. member, <laughs> yeah. Chris Red. Well, other black male. Right. Yeah. yeah. Chris Red is now dating his <laughs> estranged wife. Yeah. How messy is that? Like, what? What? Now, what, what part of the bro code is that? <laughs> Now, what's even crazier to me is, you know, Keenan had his own show that I think just got canceled after being on for two seasons. Right. And Chris Red played his brother on the show. So, so messed up. So, apparently, they were cool if, you know, you get cast as uh, a br- his brother. So, that's, that's something. Mm, that is a hell of a bridge to burn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah like all these people on the planet and you just had to <laughs> be with her i hope it's worth it right <laughs> right <laughs> wow awkward <laughs> okay that's it for real that's all i got you Nothing sure I'm, I'm done okay. i got them all <laughs> okay so we are gonna hippity hop right in two talking about lil did you say hippity hop because the daughter's name is little nickname is little rabbit yep oh did you or no you, no, you I, didn't. I did oh no, you did okay i did <laughs> can't tell if you're lying or not <laughs> um moving right along uh, <laughs> Lou is the action-packed thriller uh, female taken, basically starring Allison Janney as the titular character, Lou, and Journey Smollier as Hannah. I think it's just Smollett. (laughs) (laughs) Journey Smollett. as hannah and logan marshall as philip and lou is kind of about this bitter old lady who we slowly throughout the course of the film uh learn more about she is very wise knowledgeable former cia officer uh very cunning very uh what's the word definitely has a lot of hard edges uh Mm -hmm. she's had to make a lot of difficult choices in her life for the sake of her job and she's kind of living the results of those consequences Mm. of her decisions Mm -hmm. that she made uh in this film i will say i'm pleasantly surprised that it wasn't as um, kind of badass white woman unrealistic I'm beating up men twice my size <laughs> type film like I feel like her 
her uh like fighting scenes seemed realistic they seemed like very plausible and I think they did a great job of balancing Journey's strength like her character's strength yeah and you know basically putting them on the same playing field I was worried that it was going to be like a white savior narrative and it still kind of was a little bit she was orchestrating things behind the scenes but still you know it it ended up being better than I expected I will say I was very skeptical going into this (laughs) film I wanted to hate it and I was like okay it's not that bad yeah because I remember like when I first said oh we should talk about this you're like oh I don't want to watch a white savior movie and I was like "Mm, it's not really giving that to me oh I don't know I just hate that like strong white woman uh Hollywood (laughs) trope can we not have any strong white women in films? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying like it is possible. I just hate it when she's like super badass and she's like unrealistically like kicking grown men's butts, you know, like make it believable. Make me like buy into it a little bit instead of this like super woman kind of fantasy. I guess like when I think white savior i feel like the first movie and i hate it because i really like sandra bullock but the first movie that comes to my mind is the blind side Mm. like when i think white savior i think of that film which by the way like came on while i was like editing the last episode i just had my tv on bravo and like that came on and i haven't seen it since i don't know it came out like 06 or whatever you know years ago and like so i would like like unmute it sometimes to like listen to what was happening because I forgot a lot of it and I was like oh my god oh my god this is this is so much worse than I remembered like Mm. it was so cringy so yeah for me I was just I guess that's in my mind that's the white savior kind of movie and I yeah this was not giving that (laughs) at all for me yeah Uh, pleasantly surprised that it wasn't as well yeah um so the movie pretty opens up with uh kind of a bitter jaded uh basically ready to wrap up her affairs and check out this life <laughs> <laughs> um she had been making preparations to commit suicide and uh what stops her from going through with it is hannah journey's character busts through the door her daughter has been kidnapped and to this point lou hasn't been the most like warm and welcoming and seeming like the type who would like help (laughs) in that type of scenario uh there's a scene where her daughter is i guess running across the road and lou almost hits her and hannah gets really pissed off and yells at her and lou's response is the world's not a playground teach your kid to look after herself <laughs> i mean to be fair though the v the v's the daughter she did just like run out to the street so it wasn't uh it was like an old country road but i, I and it, it was like high grass like i mean i as someone who likes to drive a little fast like i definitely would not have been expecting a kid to like jump but okay but you're right because hannah and v are living on her property so it's a little different 
exactly yeah. and it has even greater context when we find out the little little so-called twist right. of the film <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it also harps to something later that we see as far as maybe her motivation and her parenting style and mm-hmm. <laughs> why some things end up the way that they do yes um so she decides to help hannah find the daughter v and they start tracking the person who took her and the person ends up being hannah's ex-husband philip who is i guess a former like military cia person who is really dangerous green beret green beret Mm -hmm. thank you green beret who is really dangerous Uh, apparently he faked his death i don't i don't i don't know if he was actually dead (laughs) they kind of just skimmed over that part yeah (laughs) right i'm like wait y'all thought he was dead but now he's back like what (laughs) there was some vague (laughs) some vague explosion that they thought he died in apparently how and how did he know (laughs) to go where they are how would he know that (laughs) yeah yeah Um, oh yeah because they're in some like remote island i guess off i feel like it's the same island where like michelle williams parents lived in rat <laughs> where miss tina lived it was some island off the coast of washington state i believe <laughs> it had similar vibes for sure <laughs> yeah for sure so the ex-husband has the daughter and hannah starts to learn that lou is you know pretty skilled in tracking people in murdering people (laughs) 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 you know all types of badassery kicking ass and taking names that's (laughs) that's what she does uh (laughs) as a former cia agent so we learn a lot about lou in this journey of them trying to find the daughter and along the way the big reveal is that is that philip hannah's ex-husband is lou's son and he is the son that she fathered with a i guess informant or target that she was trying to get close to uh, during her time as an agent and at some point she allowed him to get kidnapped (laughs) (laughs) which was like to like keep her cover she apparently always put her job above being a mother and you know basically she's the entire reason why this kid is on a rampage um it's weird that he is recreating his kidnapping in some weird way to get back at his mother like why are you traumatizing your child (laughs) right like it that that doesn't make sense to me yeah yeah so the son he's basically doing all this to get his mother's attention uh we find out that lou had involved herself in getting her son i guess fired from i don't know if his green beret job or (laughs) whatever (laughs) um she had taken some like stolen documents and kind of blackmailed her former employer in order to get them to investigate her son for i guess some you know bad things he did uh in south america for some some war or mission and she did it in an effort to get him away 
from his wife and child who he had been abusing. And what I find interesting is how did you know that your son was like married, had a kid and was abusing his wife, but they didn't know about you? (laughs) I mean, I guess if you're in the CIA, you can get access to that kind of information. But it's like she never thought it was weird that you never met your husband's mother or like you couldn't. I feel like you could Google that, you know? Oh, he probably was just like, oh, like my mom died like the same way that hannah hannah was kind of like i guess casually dating a guy named chris and she had told him that her ex-husband had died so but he did remember he faked his death they didn't know he was <laughs> right alive. i forgot, I forgot. <laughs> it wasn't a lie <laughs> <laughs> i forgot about that but she was lying to v uh because she just kept saying oh he's on like a treasure hunt or whatever so yeah he probably was just like oh you know my mom died well either way lou set this whole plan in motion to get uh hannah and be away from philip and she successfully does it somehow she gets like a friend of hannah's to suggest her property (laughs) uh in the middle of nowhere as a place for them to escape to she's renting to them unbeknownst to them this is her daughter-in-law and i knowing that fact i think it's rude that she was hassling her about the rent especially <laughs> when she knew she was about to kill herself and leave everything to her <laughs> well i i think that was just because she wanted her to discover her body yeah selfish no no no, but i mean she probably wanted her to because she left like money to her and left the house to her so if hannah hadn't have found it and somebody else found it they may have gotten rid of um gotten rid of lou's note and all that stuff and hannah wouldn't have gotten anything still it's it's quite a plan (laughs) i mean it's like i mean this this movie i felt like it was pretty entertaining the the plot's a little out there though like (laughs) definitely a little out there yeah um i also think it's rude that she almost ran ran over her granddaughter (laughs) um so yeah i just you see this movie kind of you see this character evolve through the course of the film like you think of them one way and once you find out the real deal, you're like, oh, she was like kind of cowardly in the beginning. Like she didn't want to face the consequences mm-hmm. of all the things she had done in her life. And we see her start to tackle them in this film. And it culminates in her and the son having this uh, seems like very exhausted fight <laughs> on the <laughs> beach. Like, I guess they were like tired of carrying the weight of you know this this burden this beef like yeah she blames herself for who he is and he blames her and hates the world as a result of it so at the end of that fight um he she has like a bulletproof vest or something (laughs) and he has some kind of pipe or whatever and he like shoves it towards her and it gets stuck in some part of the vest and he's trying to pull it out and then 
after trying to pull for a while, he just kind of like stops. They look at each other and then they hug and he just starts like crying because I guess all he wanted was Mm -hmm. his mom's love. Mm -hmm. That's all he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then that, uh, that didn't end too great, but (laughs) for him. (laughs) So they are both being hunted by like u.s marshals uh because he is um obviously very armed and dangerous and lou apparently used some information she had from her days as a cia cia spy to blackmail the cia somehow Mm -hmm. so uh they're searching for both of them and there's a helicopter flying over and as they are hugging um someone in the helicopter shoots several times into Philip's back. So they both collapse into the ocean. And so it seems like the helicopter just like flew off. <laughs> like oh, <laughs> God. Right. right. Um so when that happened, I was like, well, they only shot him. I mean, I know like the bullets could have gone through his body, mm-hmm. but I was like, hmm I, I don't know. It just I was just like clearly like that didn't kill her like, <laughs> like <laughs> I, I pretty much knew she was still alive right they're the family is apparently very skilled at faking their own deaths yes very much so. <laughs> so after this dramatic beach scene um we see uh hannah and b they are taking oh we haven't mentioned lou had a dog named Jax, who was like a magical dog kind of <laughs> but i'm sure we, we can come back to that but so they're taking care of jacks and uh the sheriff comes by who is you know pretty friendly with the family and hannah's being questioned by questioned by u.s marshals um and you can see she like has all her stuff packed up like she's about to move and the sheriff is like so you know you ready to head out to seattle whatever Mm-hmm. so the next scene is her and hannah and jacks they are on the ferry i guess headed to mainland washington to go to their new home in seattle now that they don't have to hide anymore and you see jacks who again was lou's dog he turns around and he kind of cocks his head like hmm someone in the distance looks familiar <laughs> and as soon as he did that i'm like oh it's lou lou's yep. alive yep. of course <laughs> right so um because at first like so throughout the movie Lou would call Jacks by whistling mm-hmm. so at first I thought we were going to hear a whistle but that didn't happen but he did see Jacks like up on like the second level of the ferry and so she is still keeping an eye on Hannah and V trying to make sure they're safe as they make their move to Seattle and she's dyed her hair brown and mama's <laughs> ready for a new life yeah. Yeah, she doesn't want to kill herself anymore. She killed her son. Mission well, accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> well, towards towards the end of the well, right before um Lou fights her son Philip, and uh she tells Hannah to take V and go into town. Hannah says, Don't die on me, Lou. Everything that matters is right here in front of you. Mm-hmm. And Lou says, I know. So I think that was kind of like a turning point for her where like there is something for me to live for. Yeah, I, I got that too. And that's, yeah. that's you know, gives you all the warm and fuzzies. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like I almost teared up. Oh my god, <laughs> it's been a rough week. <laughs> I don't know. This movie, it was very predictable. It was very kind of like you know, kind of '80s, '90s, like action hero kind of similar trope. The brooding, you know, action hero with the checkered past who you know ultimately has a heart of gold and yeah. You know, it, it kind of hit those notes and, you know, I guess it's cool to see a woman being able to do that, especially like an older woman, um, be able to take on this role. So, you know, that, this is great for Allison. This is great. <laughs> yeah. And something, because you said it seems kind of like an 80s, 90s, 80s or 90s action movie. Something we did not mention was that this is set like in the mid to late 80s. Oh, it is? Yeah. oh i didn't know that yeah. <laughs> why do you know. think nobody had a cell phone you know that didn't register <laughs> that did not register <laughs> because i did not realize that it was um a period piece until lou like though also this movie i thought lou was just gonna be a complete lone wolf but when she go, goes into town, everybody's like, hey, Lou, hey, got you, Lou. Hey, Lou, you want to make a withdrawal? So I'm like, like, the dolls love Lou. Like, she's really popular. But anyways, while she's doing her errands in town, she goes to the bank and you see Ronald Reagan on TV. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know why. That <laughs> still you thought it was a clip. You know, it's felt like we lived in the 80s with the resurgence of make america great again <laughs> <laughs> that's fair <laughs> but yeah so i think that kind of added to um you know the difficulties of finding people because if that if it was set in current day then everybody would just have a cell phone and you know hannah could have just like called the sheriff and been like hey somebody kidnapped my daughter that's true yeah so yeah. that's why when these uh or when hannah's daughter uh v gets kidnapped out of her home she has to run to lou's house to try to use her phone she doesn't have a landline phone in her trailer uh, yeah see i was just thinking the storm had like oh, had knocked it <laughs> out knocked out the signal I don't, I don't know oh you know what maybe i forgot about that it might have but no, but no 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 because landlines would still work without electricity yeah, I was thinking like cell phone, like she didn't have a Oh, like something. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and I was just also going to say what you were saying about seeing a woman. I think Alice and Janie is 62. Oh, wow. um, and, you know, like I am obviously a big fan of this, uh, as we've talked about Bird Box before with Sandra Bullock and um also like gunpowder milkshake i don't know if you saw that movie of angela bassett and michelle yo no i've been wanting to so yeah so these like action movies where women over 50 over 60 are just like kicking ass like that is that's one thing that netflix is getting right yeah man um now that i'm thinking about this like weird uh benevolent lou so she got her fan she got this man's family away from them from him took them to where she lives was she trying to lure the son there or i guess she probably would have thought he died too right because he faked his death yeah she thought he was dead too okay 
I was like, this is, I thought she was like using them as bait to get the son there. Um, no, because that's why she was uh, going to kill herself. Right. Because she was like, now that my son is dead, I don't need to protect them anymore. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. Do you have anything else to say about Lear? <laughs> oh, damn. That was super fast. <laughs> I told you, you know. <laughs> had a couple things and that was it um so i guess just a few scenes i have notes on so when hannah first uh so the electricity goes out which i guess we can figure out later was not the storm it was probably philip uh cutting it off so he could get hannah out of the house because she goes to flip the breaker switch and leaves v alone in the house so he can kidnap her and um hannah runs up to lou's house which just barges in and that seemed a little unusual it seems like she would have like not first (laughs) Uh, or yeah how would she have been able to barge in i guess she had to leave the door unlocked so somebody could find her oh that's true but i like if you hadn't if like if this isn't a place where you just usually walk in with the door unlocked well I guess you know they took her child so I guess she was like fuck it so once Lou is like okay oh okay wait also we skip the part where (laughs) Lou like so Lou's phone doesn't work and then Hannah's like I have to get into town and Lou says I'll drive you they go out to Lou's truck and her truck won't start she opens the hood and there's like a bomb inside yeah this kid had an obsession with bombs like my god (laughs) yeah and i mean i guess now that we know like that's his mom like okay it makes more sense but i was just like why did he put like watching it in real time i was like why did he put a bomb in lou's truck why was he worried about hannah's landlord (laughs) like also (laughs) if hannah or i'm sorry if lou which at this time i did not know she was a former cia agent but I was just like, you know, clearly she's some kind of like 007 type person. Like, how did she not hear someone outside, you know, putting mm. a bomb inside her truck? Especially like closing a hood is loud. That's true. So I feel like she, that's not something she would have missed. But anyways, her truck explodes. And so she's like, okay, well, we have to track him on foot and while she's like Lou is getting her supplies ready Hannah's doing a lot of talking she's like we're no match for him Lou he's a green beret and blah 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 and to me that that felt unrealistic because I'm like if your kid just got kidnapped like you don't have a whole lot of options like this woman is offering to help you like well she wanted to call the police she was saying like we need more assistance with what phone her nobody's phone nobody had a phone that would work I think she wanted to like let's head in the to the the police to the to the police (laughs) to the (laughs) police station (laughs) to like report it and get some backup and Lou is like no let's track him and like keep it pushing Mm, well I don't know I just feel like Hannah was doing a little too much talking for my taste I was like girl (laughs) I'm like I just feel like as a parent like if you're really a parent in the situation you would be so panicked you would just probably you may be like we gotta go we gotta go we gotta go but like she was talking like too coherently for me (laughs) okay you wanted her to be more frazzled (laughs) yes not 
<laughs> not controlled like uh Lou. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, and I mentioned Lou had a dog named Jax before. Love Jax. Mm-hmm. Seems like a very good boy. <laughs> and so, like I said, Jack or Lou would whistle and he would come. So when they first get to the cabin where Philip was hiding out with V, like two of Philip's um former uh like uh I don't know, army for, I don't know what they're called. Com- comrades. <laughs> Wait, it's not Russia. What's right. it called? I don't know, child. Colleagues, uh <laughs> military family? What's that there's a word for that? Right? okay well whatever his comrades are at are at the cabin now because philip's already left and so lou pretends to be like you know just a weak sickly old woman and she's like oh i just i can't find my dog and i just need to warm myself and whatever a plus acting so they let her inside and once uh you know they kind of or before they they're suspicious of her already at least one guy is um but she like kind of like leans forward and whistles very quietly which tips the guy off that something's wrong but some and and then you hear the jack start barking so she's Mm -hmm. like oh there's my dog so Mm. she can like have a way to get out but it was such a quiet whistle and i know dogs have (laughs) great hearing but there's no way because Jax was like all the way in the woods with Hannah, like a hundred yards away. Like, <laughs> there's no way he could have heard that. Not to mention, like, who is she, Mariah Carey? Like, she's got like these, <laughs> she can reach dog whistle tones. Like, come on. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and then once her and hannah get back on their way to try to track philip they get to this bridge which had like i guess a tree has fallen in the storm and it's knocked the bridge sideways mm-hmm. so they they gotta have to like crawl across like holding on to the rope kind of like, it's almost like a, a high ropes course and so she lou tells uh jacks home like go home no arguments so Jax takes off and her and Hannah cross. But the tree that fell into the bridge, side note, there's like, there were some broken branches. And so there was one very conveniently, like right at foot level that they could mm-hmm. like step on to go across, which I just thought like, oh, that <laughs> made it kind of easy. But, <laughs> or relatively easy, I should say. But anyways, so she told Lou to go back home and then um they like end up well she ends up catching up to philip he's like in a cave with v they have a fight uh philip puts an axe into (laughs) lou's shoulder and escapes and he or and she like whatever ends up somewhere like under some i don't know what she was under but she's under something like on the beach Mm-hmm. And so she's kind of like going in and out of consciousness, and somehow Jax finds her <laughs> <laughs> and like you know, like licks her like hand or whatever, and then just like lays down beside her. I'm like, I thought we had crossed that bridge that was broken. How the 
fucked at the jacks. Get he took all the, the long way. He took the long way. <laughs> I, I guess so. It's like that is one magical ass dog. <laughs> like if you did all this, you think Kodak could find you? <laughs> Ciao. <laughs> I don't know. He's he's a. Uh... You know, no, no. He would get distracted by a squirrel like very early on in the journey. <laughs> Kodak is a lover, not a fighter. Inside of Kodak is Cam's dog, who is a was he a mini pin chihuahua, right? Yeah, yeah, a min wawa or a cheap pin, whichever you like. I like I like to say min wawa. It's just fun. That is, I, I like that too. <laughs> Um, one other thing that drives me crazy in typically action films is when um, a villain is about to like kill usually the villain is about to kill the protagonist but they Mm want to give a speech and it's something like oh you and I we aren't so different blah 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 (laughs) in that time you give like the person you have tied up in a chair or whatever time to like escape their ropes or think of a plan to fight back or have someone come in and rescue them like yeah, i'm like if this is, yeah if this is real life you would just shoot the person so he does that when um i think lou is in the cave i believe and and i, I will say it's you know it's maybe a little different because this is his mom so you know not just a regular <laughs> foe but he yeah. did it again they have their like I guess kind of like the grand showdown of everyone is in this lighthouse and he does he does it again where he has like you said um our boy loves bombs and he set up a bomb <laughs> in the lighthouse well and- now that I know this is in the 80s that it makes a lot of sense I feel like <laughs> bombs are big then <laughs> are were they <laughs> in like action movies yes i feel oh. like they always had bombs oh that that's very true yes yes so yeah he set up this bomb and lou has got it was just hannah and v this is where the lighthouse is where hannah reconnects with v and mm-hmm. lou like gets to them and so they go to like the basement of the lighthouse or whatever and they find his bomb. So Lou like takes the wires and does whatever to reconfigure it. And he's outside giving it some kind of speech about like, <laughs> oh, now we're all together and this can end. And he tries to click the little detonator and nothing happens. And if maybe if he would have just clicked the button and not said all that, <laughs> Lou would have had time to like... <laughs> mix the wires up so his detonator didn't work so you always shoot you don't give a speech just you just gotta go for it yeah but i also think you know ultimately he didn't really want to kill his mom he just wanted her love he just and wanted that hug yeah woo 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 <laughs> so the reason why lou was able to change the bomb wiring was early on uh hannah had gotten a walkie-talkie from that cabin Uh uh-huh and lou was like don't leave that cabin here because they can trace us and so hannah was talking on the walkie-talkie and philip did end up hearing her and so when that happened i was like damn it hannah she told you to leave that walkie-talkie alone (laughs) but 
it ended up working out because she was able to use it to contact the sheriff later on and then Lou was able to use it to detonate the bomb in the lighthouse herself which attracted the lighthouse or sorry which attracted <laughs> the helicopter with the U.S. Marshals in it so they were able to shoot her son in that fateful scene where he finally gets a hug from his mommy <laughs> <laughs> So these are my final two things about okay. this film. Okay. So one, where when Philip is taking V through the forest and trying to like escape with her, she says she has to go pee. And so uh, he's like, he, he starts to think maybe she ran away, but then she just found like a butterfly that she's like gotten distracted with. And he's like, oh no, like sweetie has a broken wing. You know, sometimes in nature, if something has a broken wing, she may put out its misery but you know obviously she's like four or whatever so she's not into that so he's like here we'll just put it up on this tree so he puts it up on this like high tree branch and he's like okay sweetie go pee like we gotta hurry up so she goes but she's still a little bit weary of him so she like looks from behind the tree and she sees him reach up get the butterfly off the branch and then crush it in his hands and I was just like are you so obsessed with killing like you could have just like why did you have to crush this butterfly like if it's really like survival of the fittest like that it would have died on its own like he's a killer he's a hardened killer (laughs) but that was ridiculous like (laughs) like you couldn't let a bug go like he's a psychopath child I guess like (laughs) that that felt like a little bit of a reach and then the last thing is what was the time frame for this movie because (laughs) when okay the daughter gets kidnapped as she is being put to bed so i'm guessing this can't be later than maybe like 11 p.m at night yeah definitely not that late okay but i'm saying like at the latest i'm gonna guess 11 p.m so let's say she by the time she gets to lou's house and they take off it's sometime around midnight or after uh-huh. midnight and then when they're when they cross that broken bridge uh-huh. it's like it's it's like getting light outside like it looks like it's like sunrise mm-hmm. so I'm like okay so they've been hiking all night uh-huh. but then like oh yes yeah, so then they get to the beach and it's light outside but then Hannah she tells Hannah to take the walkie-talkie and try to get the sheriff you remember that uh-huh so Hannah takes the walkie-talkie to up a hill to try to get in contact with the sheriff. And it's night because she's using her flashlight. Okay, so it's been like 48 hours. No, there's no way. 72? There, no, there's, there's no way from the, the broken bridge to the like abandoned ship on the beach that that was a full day. <laughs> I, I don't think no there's no like also this island can't be that big where it's gonna take you three days to trek the whole thing I mean it could no I th- I, I feel like that was like a mistake in like editing or something because okay. it's, it's nighttime when like like I said when she's trying to get in contact with the sheriff but then like once she like gets to the lighthouse it's day again <laughs> and i'm like th- there's no way this was a three-day process i were absolutely not you think it was longer or shorter shorter like this is like this is like an overnight thing like this was like 
we're talking like 36 hours at the most probably because Hmm. when um when philip gets shot it's daytime like it looks like it's like midday so i feel like this was like an overnight situation also like we only saw like the night that v gets kidnapped we see her in the cabin so Mm -hmm. you mean to tell me philip was taking v through the forest like they left like at dawn or whatever that morning and then he took her through the forest and they stayed in the forest overnight yeah that seems i mean to me it feels like a three or four day thing i mean i know they like they were in that cave yeah like i that's at least two nights but okay okay if it was then day two was very short because all we saw in day two (laughs) was v and hannah or sorry lou and hannah cross that bridge get to the abandoned boat on the beach and that was that was it for day two maybe yeah i guess that's what we saw right that's that was weird to me but okay maybe i mean it felt a little lifetime movie ish a bit like some of the kind of plot holes and like why would she do that if that was her grandchild (laughs) right but it does make sense now it's in the 80s that why how they could not know who she was and what she looked like because you know it wasn't the age of information quite yet. Also, it did tip you off when they sent the photos of Lou and Philip via fax. <laughs> no. You I still missed. thought that was present day. I missed all of it. <laughs> I just assumed rural rural areas just, you know, they no, don't be having the latest tech. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like they have internet, but okay. <laughs> I mean, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, does that wrap up our discussion on Liv? <laughs> I believe it does. Okay. Well, let us know what you thought about Liv. Um, on any of our socials, we'll get to those uh, at the end of the episode. But uh, what do you have your eyes on lately? So I am watching the final season of Queen Sugar, which is Ooh. one of, yeah, one of my favorite shows. I just, man, I love the Bordelone family so much and I am dreading <laughs> the series finale. As I've said, yeah. I have a very hard time with series finales <laughs> and this is going to be a hard family to say bye to just like with the Pearsons on This Is Us. Like I'm really 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 sad about that but I mean so far the season is fantastic as usual just oh yeah the writing the acting has never fallen off which Mm -hmm. is I think so amazing to kind of go out on a high oh yeah absolutely and I I told you I missed the whole like last season I'm just kidding (laughs) I just started this season because I wanted to be caught up but it's still so good it's still so good and yeah. heartwarming and of the times and multi-generational it's just it's great it's great yeah now our girl key twice is back <laughs> key twice. <laughs> and i still just think man hollywood is like maybe the best man i've like fictional character i've ever seen on tv <laughs> I, I just adore him and the way he treats Vi. He's great. Yeah. He's great. 
I am also watching Married at First Sight, which is in San Diego this season. Are you watching it? Oh, no, I didn't know it was on. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Yeah, they're like, I feel like a couple weeks out from decision day. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Have you, you know, been spicy? Um, yes, but I will say I find this season kind of refreshing because huh. I feel like for the most part, like everyone is pretty like reasonable and like even killed like there's definitely you know some like immaturity and people making mistakes but like I can't say there's anyone who's just like a villain or like just super terrible or anything like that good they're not setting these people up to fail right right exactly they're actually giving them like a fair shot with like decent partners so good yeah yeah so that's that's been good to watch and I just started Love is Blind after the altar season two. How's that? Um, so I like I haven't even fi- finished the first episode. <laughs> but, I mean, interesting so far. I've so at this point, um, oh God, I think it's Ayana and Jarrett, who was like the black couple, and then uh I think it their names are Nick and Danielle. They're a white couple. So when this film, or this film, when After the Altar starts, they're all still married, but I think at now they've all separated. Oh. So yeah, that's that's a little different than uh, season one, because we still have two couples going strong from season one. Mm. But yeah, I mean, so far it's, you know, it's, it's fun. It's fun. It is what it is. I like the little love is blind drama, but... I don't know if you saw they are casting for uh an upcoming season in DC. No. Yeah, so actually it's four cities. It's DC, Detroit, Tampa, and Charlotte. Are you gonna audition? I am in a relationship, so I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But DC and Charlotte friends, we would love to see y'all in those spots. <laughs> yeah. And then come to the podcast and tell us about it. Oh man, that would be awesome. Yeah. Like if, yeah, if someone could please go on the show just so we could interview you on our podcast, that would be great. <laughs> and please tell us thank about you. it. Thank <laughs> you. I am also watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. They are about to have their season finale this, um, this coming how, week. How has their season started before Atlanta and ended after Atlanta? Wait, did it start before? I feel like the season has been never ending. Like it has been, yes, it started before. Are you sure? Positive. I can't, like, I never remember when they start or end. I just kind of know what coincides with each other. Are you, are you sure Atlanta wasn't a couple weeks before? No, but I'm positive. No, but I'm positive. Okay. <laughs> well, anyways, the next episode is the season finale. And then the last thing, this is not premiered yet, but have you seen the previews for the interview with the vampire uh TV series on AMC? No. So it looks good, and that's like my favorite vampire movie. And whenever I bring it up, people are like, you need to like update your vampire references. <laughs> but now it's gonna be a TV show, so I don't have to. So um, Jacob Anderson, who was Grey Worm on Game of Thrones, 
Uh He is going to be playing Louis, who is Brad Pitt's character in the film. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it looks really good from the previews. And I think, like, I'm sorry. Who's the vampire? Who's Brad? He's Brad. Oh, sorry. Tom Cruise? Tom. It's Tom. (laughs) Um, It is going to be Sam Reed. Who is that? That sounds familiar. I know it does sound familiar. Sammy Reed. Sammy Reed. So let's see. He was in. Well, no, he was... this cannot be Sam Reed. 81. <laughs> no, he's 35. <laughs> so I, he's like an Australian actor. So. Oh, okay. I don't okay. really recognize most of the shows I'm seeing, but he was on a mi- in a mini series called The Astronaut Watch astronaut wives club and oh he yeah played john gwynn but yeah everything else i don't really recognize so and it says he was known during his early career as sebastian reed oh but yeah it looks good and i think the kirsten dunce character you know the little girl is mm-hmm. like a little black girl in the show so oh yeah okay so what you got your eyes on cam well all right um <laughs> uh you know it wouldn't be me without watching the latest season of the RuPaul's Drag Race franchise uh we are in the UK currently mm. it's so interesting to see how like quickly the other countries progress from like their season one to even like season two and three how just the caliber of drag gets elevated very quickly in comparison to I feel like the US it took it could take seasons for like the drag to be elevated you know in the beginning but I mean to be fair there was no blueprint when the US started right and there was an Instagram so (laughs) (laughs) but um there's one queen on there uh her name is Black Peppa she is (laughs) a i forgot where is she i can't remember where she's from but she's from the caribbean and she is just a future icon and legend she is phenomenal she is like grace jones miss j and rihanna all in one package oh shit she is she's an icon she's the moment she is everything I predict she will be the first like black winner of UK Drag Race. Mm-hmm. I hope so. She's like super talented. So I'm cheering and I'm rooting for my girl, Black Peppa. Um, let's see what else am I watching? Uh, I've been watching this reality show on Netflix called uh, The Chocolate School. Hmm. And it features this like really famous pastry chef who i follow on uh instagram his name is amari Gion, i believe and it's basically you know these contestants are in this school where he teaches them like he does these amazing amazing like art pieces and sculptures made out of chocolate and like dessert materials and so each each episode he's like teaching them a new skill and they have to like you know pass these challenges and 
the thing is it's a school so they don't get eliminated there are so many tears shed on this (laughs) on this program i'm like y'all aren't even getting eliminated and you're crying about this stuff like oh i just didn't do my best oh i'm just failing i'm doing so bad i'm like oh my god like get it together like you're not getting eliminated like ultimately someone wins but there's no like you know if you mess up you're gone kind of Mm -hmm. deal (laughs) so I don't know it's just getting on my nerves I think I'm like five episodes in and I'm like if somebody cries this episode so help me god (laughs) jeez nothing wrong with crying I mean it's excessive like the way they cry you would expect they were like getting eliminated from the show like he's just saying oh you didn't do this skill well okay yeah (laughs) that that does sound like a bit much like it's wait are they kit these are adults. These are grown oh, okay. people yeah, yeah, with that's careers. A- <laughs> <laughs> I watched that uh, Queen Latifah movie on <laughs> Netflix, End of the Road, starring Queen Latifah and Ludacris. <laughs> and I just have to say, it was... <sighs> it was not great (laughs) it was not great in an attempt to i guess maybe make ludicrous's character appear nerdy and maybe not street he had glasses which he wore the entire time and a lot of the film they are in a car (laughs) and so you see the reflection of you know what is happening you know in front of him in the glasses and it's a green screen it's not (laughs) it's not like the sky it's a green screen and it's very noticeable because like everything else is like very like blue and you get these flashes of like green and pink and I was like where is this coming from and I'm like the reflection in his glasses it's the green screen somebody on the editing team did a terrible job what was the budget (laughs) what was the budget (laughs) oh my god I still gotta watch that yeah that one that one is a bit far-fetched that's one of those where it's it is they are I guess giving me what I asked for which is a black woman who is kicking ass and taking names and unrealistically beating up people twice her size and half her age (laughs) (laughs) so it's a black savior film (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) but Ludacris's acting is I'm oh. like, is this your first film? Like, I don't, I don't know. It's a little cringy. No, he in was parts. in the Fast and the Furious. Exactly. It was a little <laughs> cringy. It was a little cringy. Not gonna lie to you. And lastly, actually, no, I'm gonna end there. That's that's what I've been watching. That's what I got my eyes on. Okay. Well, all right then. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of their eyes were watching tv a tv and film podcast uh (laughs) you can find us on all the social medias um on instagram we are their eyes were watching tv nope (laughs) no no on instagram it's not that on instagram uh we are twwtv podcast on instagram i thought that was our twitter wait (laughs) (laughs) hold on 
what or else? definitely the what? full name on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> on Instagram and Facebook, it is their eyes were watching TV. Is it podcast? Yes. <laughs> no my bad just their eyes were watching tv <laughs> uh, and on twitter it is t e t on on what is it oh my god on twitter and tiktok we are t-e-w-w-t-v podcast that's what because one has podcast one doesn't that's what throws us off yeah oh my gosh you'd think we'd know this by now (laughs) um please like subscribe on all of the platforms that you can find us on which are podbean apple music or podcast apple podcast amazon (laughs) music spotify and wherever you get your your podcasts from uh please engage with us on social media on our tiktok page on instagram facebook whatevs tell a friend uh leave a comment on apple Podcasts. you know we'd love the support we appreciate y'all so much yeah let us know what we should be watching yeah give suggestions we're always open to those indeed okay well let's uh let's wrap this thing on up Yeah, well, until next time, folks. Adios.